Welcome to NARAL's The Morning After. Each Thursday, our podcast brings you the latest on reproductive health care, progressive politics, and the fight to keep abortion safe and legal. NARAL's The Morning After is a production of NARAL Pro-Choice Ohio. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ProChoiceOH. Enjoy the show! Hi, I'm Jamie. I'm Stephanie. I'm Kelly. Stephanie's back. Yay! Yay. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was like you rehearsed that. <laughs> it just happens. <laughs> Very natural. You spend too much time with your coworkers and you're just like, stop talking. And then you say things together and you're like, no, you're in my head. <laughs> <laughs> kind of scary sometimes. You want to reintroduce yourself to our fabulous listeners, Who are Stephanie? you? Ah, yeah. So I'm Stephanie Craddock Sherwood and I'm the executive director of Women Have Options, Ohio's independent abortion fund. Yay. When you say independent, what does that mean as opposed to? As opposed to, uh, to associated with a clinic. Oh, so okay. we serve, uh, we serve most of the, uh, most of Ohio's clinics as well as, uh, as well as sending folks out of Ohio. Sometimes we have to do that. So, uh, but we are not, we don't fund specifically into one clinic and only one clinic. Like preterms fund. Exactly. All right. Yeah. Cool. Sweet. Now we know. Yeah. Look at that. Because we're not Ohio's only abortion fund. There's yes. three of us, so. That's yeah. very exciting. It's there's a preterm, and then there's the Aggie Fund, and then there's you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so the Aggie Fund's in Toledo mm-hmm. with that clinic up there. Yep, our sister funds. So good. Yay. <laughs> cool. So um, yesterday, Congress filed impeachment papers. For who? Not the person you're excited about. I know. <laughs> I know. I just, I just like, I very much to, enjoyed your face there. I wanted to be a voice of hope for a second for people uh-huh. and just dash them. <laughs> so, no, not against, you know, the treasonous president, um, but against Rod Rosenstein, the deputy director of the Justice Department who's been running the Mueller investigation. Hmm. hmm. And, you know, because all great, wonderful things come out of the state of Ohio, it was, of course... The U.S. Congress member Jim Jordan from Ohio that led the charge on that one. Hasn't he been under investigation recently, or at least like under fire about something to do with Ohio State and like wrestling and sexual assault charges? You are correct. Oh. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> hmm. Maybe hmm. wanted to change the story there a little bit. Oh, well, I know what's going on. <laughs> Fate and switch. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so Jim Jordan has long been kind of the leader of the Ohio, well, the Ohio and the national kind of Tea Party Freedom Caucus, crazy right wing of the Republican Party that created Donald Trump and the ridiculousness we live in now. Thanks, 2010 midterms where nobody voted. Mm-hmm. Don't do that again this year, please. Um, so, yeah, so he was a wrestling coach mm-hmm. at Ohio State for many years before he moved into Congress. And I would never vote for a coach. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> if I see that you were a coach of any sport, I'll be like, Mm-mm. nope. I feel I, like maybe if you did other things, but I don't really know what else he did first. I, of course, I don't know his resonate that well, but like, I don't know that it's. I wouldn't. I mean, my my connotation with coaches are not a uh, pleasant, so I wouldn't really just like any coach ever. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not voting for you. You do something <laughs> weird in your off time. <laughs> So, yeah, so while he was there, there was a, I think it's a physician. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. So, I mean, I think it's like the U.S. gymnastics team scandal. Yeah, so I think it was, it is, I think it was, it was a, a physician, physician that worked with that team and a whole bunch of other teams, like the U.S. gymnastics scandal, a whole mm-hmm. bunch of other teams as well at Ohio State and other places. 
um, that is now... Um, he don't work there no more. No. Actually, isn't he dead? He's actually dead. He is no longer with us. Um, but now it's coming out that for years and years and years, he was allowed to molest and sexually abuse players on the teams that he was supposed to be the physician for. And it's not just one student that had come forward. Like there mm-hmm. were multiple students corroborating the student story saying, no, it, it, he definitely knew he's, he's mm-hmm. talking out of his ass. He, he, he knew. Yeah. So, so yeah. And, and you know, he's, he's been really not good at responding about it too, by saying things like, it's totally fine for the physician for the team to shower in a group shower Mm. with all of the players. It's a totally fine thing to do. Again, if you're a coach, you're weird and you're (laughs) off time and I'm not voting for you. No, I don't, I don't know that most other coaches would agree with that statement. I certainly (laughs) hope not. (laughs) So, so yeah, so he definitely is, you know, not, well handling this and hasn't really like really denied much of anything kind of the non-denial denials yeah not really the expert on ethics right if you ignore ignore it it'll go away Mm -hmm. that's not really how this works right now (laughs) no so what is he what is he what are the grounds of this uh impeachment that he you know i kind of wonder is there like it's like like are there anti-semitic undertones to this impeachment Mm. That's kind of what kind of what I want to know. Yeah, I don't. Um, let's see here. Um, I mean, there's plenty of dog whistling in this administration, yes. especially what? as I know as a, <laughs> like as far as like racist dog whistles and even anti-Semitic. I thought we were like like way past it. No, no, we're no, not. no, mm-hmm. not even close. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I think part of it is that. Um, the, um, yeah, so the story says they argued, so it was actually Mark Meadows and Jim Jordan, and argued that he should be removed because of the Justice Department's stonewalling of congressional subpoenas and his hand in Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act warrant renewals for the Trump campaign foreign policy advisor Carter Page. So again, it's this whole idea that they improperly got those FISA grants to, FISA warrants to get um, information on the Trump campaign. But those, it's not like they, the Justice Department fills out the, f- the form and just gets to do it. They decide on their own. It would go before a judge with evidence behind it. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not a fan of the FISA warrants because I'm not quite sure. I don't, don't really like a lot of the, those kinds of portions of the um, Patriot, quote unquote, Patriot Act that was yeah. passed. But I mean, they, they had set pretty high standards on what those, because these are secret warrants that nobody knows about. It's a secret judge, a secret proceeding. Nothing is ever entered into public record on these until like they are actually out of the warrant period. And that's why we are starting to see some of these grant, I mean, warrant renewals. But yeah, so they're now claiming that the judge and everybody, I guess, was in on, you know, trying to take Trump down. Yeah. I feel like if that was the case, how did this man manage to get as far as he did? Mm -hmm. If everybody was against him, why is he where he is? Yeah. But it's really, I mean, the real reason, I mean, these are stated reasons. The real reason is because he's running the Mueller investigation and they want Mm -hmm. that to end. And Mm -hmm. if they can get rid of Rosenstein, then they can stop the Mueller investigation from ever releasing anything. Do you think, like... I mean, this is a, a dumb question. Do you think Trump is what the Tea Party wanted when they were going out in 2010? Like, they just, just an overhaul of anything having to do with American, like, political norms. 
I think really, yes. Yeah. I mean, they really wanted to, and this is why, you know, I just shake my head and roll my eyes at everybody who's like, the government's so dysfunctional. I was like, yeah, though the Tea Party got a whole bunch of people who don't actually believe in government to be a part of the government. And you wonder why it's a standstill. Yeah. This is why. You can't elect people to Congress who don't believe Congress should do anything and then expect Congress to do something. Ah! Yeah. Yeah. It's a complete dismantling of our political system. So, mm-hmm. And this was planned. This is what exactly what they wanted to do. Yeah. Hey, guys, vote in midterms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please, 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 please. Get, please. You, please vote. You yeah. vote. Get your friends to vote. Everybody should vote. Vote early, like done and ready, and like then you can get like other people to come and vote. And oh, wow. have, a vote have a vote party. Yes, take off work. Go also, vote. Also, check your registration. Yes, one hundred percent. Check your registration. And over and over again. Something happened in Georgia where they just like deleted a bunch of registrations. Mm-hmm. Just mm, bye. Yeah. Well, there's actually a case on that, um, and we can talk about it at a future show when I actually have the like information in front of me. But there was um, they um, Houston. Mm-hmm. He was running to be the lieutenant governor of Ohio, by the way. So remember hey that guys, for a second. Um, yes. <laughs> and, um, but Houston actually purged a bunch of voters out of the um, Ohio voter rolls. Mm-hmm. And the ACLU and League of Women Voters and a whole bunch of other people sued um, to block that purge. And in one of the other bad Supreme Court cases mm-hmm. that came out this year, we lost that case. Luckily, we are too close to this year's election. So technically he's not allowed to put that purge through this Mm -hmm. time. Doesn't mean he won't try. (laughs) So again, check your registration and have you moved recently? Update your registration, update your registration. And if you haven't voted in a while and you want to kind of keep your registration, voting this year is the perfect way to make sure that you don't get purged as well. So check that you're still there. Re-register. If you're not vote this year. So your registration keeps going. And we'll talk about the purge stuff some other time. But there's a quick. I do love talking about the Georgia election. So (laughs) there you go. (laughs) Um, So so yeah, that's that's one thing happening at the federal level. And then we saw also out of Ohio's. um, Is he the junior? Is he newer than? Yes. Yeah, he's the junior. Oh yeah, senator. Junior senator. Yes, Yes, because the senior senator is the fabulous Sherrod Brown. Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. The Ohio's junior senator Rob Portman wrote an op-ed this week supporting Robert Kavanaugh, Bobby Portman, Bobby Portman supporting Brett. Um, Fucking Brett. Yes. So in his little op-ed, it's actually really funny. Several people have written to him and posted his response. Is it always the same letter? It's always the same letter, and it actually almost identically mirrors this (laughs) op-ed. There's a little bit more, like, substance in this op-ed, but, like, you know, the first sentence where it's like, for Supreme Court Justice Anthony Kennedy, you know, when he announced he was stepping down, there's a lot of discussion about what kind of person should replace him. Many people said it should be someone smart and widely respected who has a lot of judicial experience. Others said it should be someone fair and impartial who understands the proper role of the court is not to legislate from the bench. (laughs) (laughs) Judge Brett Kavanaugh meets all of those criteria and then some. Brett. I'm glad the president nominated him. So like, how much more cozy that Donald Trump can Rob Portman be in that one? Just up his butt. Yes. So, yeah, he, he talks about how um, Judge Brett Kavanaugh is a legal scholar, a judge who respects and adheres to the Constitution, and a good man. 
I don't care. I think he's a type of person we need serving on the Supreme Court of the United States, dealing with the tough issues the court will address that affect Ohioans and Americans everywhere. Maybe it's just me, but I don't really believe that Rob Portman and I have the same standards for what constitutes a good man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody who parades around his daughters, right? Is like, yeah, yeah, and his I wife. Protect, yeah. I'm a carpool mm. dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I have daughters and a wife is like, you know, I have black friends. Mm-hmm. Literally everybody <laughs> comes from a woman. Uh-huh. Literally everybody. Yes. It, it's the lowest bar. You didn't even clear that. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and obviously, you know, Portman is not agreeing with, like, the majority of Americans. New polling came out this week that said 71%. It was higher of, than 70, yeah. yeah. of Americans did not want to see Roe overturned. Hmm. Um, and that included even 52% of Republicans. So more than half of Republicans don't even want to see Roe overturned. I mean, just because they're not going to be out and proud pro-choice Republicans doesn't mean they don't exist. Yeah. So Well, and I think as Kelly Copeland talks about all the time, we're now in this world where, like before, when the Supreme Court was knocking down all the bad stuff and, you know, was protecting abortion access to a degree. Yeah, they're going to have to reckon with the world without it. Yeah, they're actually now facing the fact that, like, this, I believe abortion should be illegal and women, yeah, they should go to jail, might actually happen. And I... I got to think that there are some people with some level of empathy and moral humanity. I mean, he's hoping. Yeah. (laughs) That would say, you know what? Maybe I really don't want that actually to happen. Like, it sounds good in this utopian like world that we were just gabbing about. But I mean, for uh, for people who seem to care so much about their mothers and daughters, that only applies (laughs) until it's like, oh, wait, that mother or daughter could have had an abortion. Mm -hmm. I mean, and all of these folks have money. Yes, mm-hmm. their 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 daughters, <laughs> their wives, their mistresses, their what who, whoever will always have access to abortion because they will mm-hmm. be able to fly to New York or Which wherever. Is putting it in the Constitution. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Tennessee just did it, didn't they? Or was it just introduced? Introduced. Mm-hmm. Introduced. Still yeah. impressive because it's Tennessee. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so Rob Portman, I mean, we all knew where where Rob Portman was going to end up on this. I mean, Mm -hmm. Ohio's not one of those states where it's questionable which way our two senators are going to vote. It's pretty clear. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just, again, with the kind of like, if this comes to fruition, if this is something that they're actually wanting, that gives them one less thing to kind of lord over their Mm -hmm. base voters. Yeah. And I just... What will they do if... Abortion access is lost in the United States. Like, what can they still... I mean, other than xenophobia, I guess. I mean, that, I mean that's really powerful, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Well, that, that little thing. <laughs> we laugh, but just, we also cry. Just uh-huh. racism. Just racism. Continuously yeah. racism. But I also think it's also interesting when you start talking about empathy and, like, sisters and daughters and mothers... So Rob Portman changed his mind, supposedly, on gay marriage mm-hmm. when his son was gay and wanted to get married. He's got a daughter, too. So I'm also really glad to know that Rob Portman believes his son's marriage is worth protecting, but his daughter's health care is not worth protecting. So go, Rob. His mother would also be disappointed. Yes. Because <laughs> we know exactly where Kavanaugh is on abortion access. Yes. I mean, we, like it's, <laughs> it's not a shock <laughs> at all or surprise, even though they, you know, I won't be surprised if they try to downplay the Roe mm-hmm. issue as much as possible, but like we know exactly where he is. I mean, he was trying to block access to a, an undocumented uh, immigrant 
minor. Her act, yeah, minor. Yes. From getting an abortion. She's so. not old enough to make this life-changing decision. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> Having a kid's not a life-changing oh. decision, <laughs> Kelly Freeman, is it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like I haven't been working two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Yay, germy babies. Um, <laughs> hand, foot, and mouth disease. Not the same as foot and, no, uh, hoof hoof and, and mouth disease. disease. Not the same thing. <laughs> not the same thing. Um, I learned that today. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hashtag the things you learned in the yeah. narrow office. Yep. You know. <laughs> I am not a livestock and neither is my son. No. <laughs> At least not yet in the eyes of the law. Oh. Wasn't it? I can't remember what. There was a state. No, it was North Carolina did it with a motorcycle bill. There was another one like Oklahoma or one of those states that actually did like try to regulate abortion through an agriculture bill. Oh, right. Oh. That was many years ago. It was many yeah. years ago, but yeah. that, that's where my brain goes when you start talking about not being livestock. I was like, well, actually a state did actually regulate women as, a, as livestock once, but you cool. Know. Yay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, so Rob Portman sucks as <laughs> usual. I mean, that's just he's not up of... for election or re-election, mm-hmm. so we can just talk as much crap about him as we want. Yes, yeah. he is not much. Bobby Portman. <laughs> Don't like, like, see, but the Bobby name gives me into like Bobby Hagen, who's an amazing, mm-hmm. wonderful person. Fine. Robert. There you go. You never, Robert, you Robert Portman. <laughs> um. So yeah. So definitely, Robbie's definitely a douche name. <laughs> can I say douche on the radio? <laughs> I think so. I don't okay. think it's a. <laughs> You also cursed earlier, and I think that's one of the allowable cuss words, too. Oh, so, I don't think it, it was. <laughs> it stands for donkey, I think, because um, the female dog cuss word that I don't like using in general is also an allowable curse word because it is a female dog. Oh, cool. <laughs> but, as, but the S-H blank T one is not. So, yeah. Hey, Go Gabe. figure. Hey, Gabe. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, when we did this a couple weeks ago without him, his first text back was, did anybody cuss? And I was like, probably. I think so. <laughs> probably. I don't know. Don't ask me these questions. It's like I paid attention. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> What's on. coming out of my mouth? <laughs> so, back on the SCOTUS. So, when Kagan was up um, and had this huge, long case history just like Kavanaugh did. Mitch McConnell came out and said, we've got to see every single one of her documents. We have to review every one of the documents before we can have the vote. Um, So Mitch McConnell now needs to hold that same standard. So we need to wait until all those documents are reviewed and we really have a good idea of exactly how he stands and all of the issues. Because it is interesting. I mean, a lot of the kind of more fringe crazy antis are pulling up video of Kavanaugh's confirmation hearing to the lower court. Mm-hmm. And in that, he's asked about Roe. And in that video, he talks about how Roe was precedent and those kinds of things. But as a lower court, you have to follow Supreme Court precedent in a way that you don't have to follow it when you're actually a judge on the Supreme Court. So in a position trying to get a job on the Court of Appeals in a district court, that is the answer you have to give because you can't be an appeals court judge going, yeah, I'm going to overturn precedent because that's not your job. That seems weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I can't imagine he would end up on that list Without that, I mean, oh that's no, I mean, he the promised. President promised the vice mm-hmm. president has been working for his yeah. entire career. Like that yeah. is everything. And like, the Heritage Foundation like looked at the list and approved the list that 
Trump put together. So, yeah. yeah. Or like, created it. Yeah, yeah probably yeah. created it because I don't think it came out of Trump. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> there are too many, like, rational, reasonable, not rational and reasonable like, on issues, know. but, like, mm-hmm. actual, like, semi-qualified people Yeah, that have, like, actual, like, qualifications. They aren't Rudy Giuliani. Um <laughs> Because he was actually also floated for this what? job. Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't understand how that man acquired so much power. I don't know either, but yeah. Um, 9-11. <laughs> yeah, 9-11. He yeah. was America's mayor. You know what? If we're facing who should have jobs on 9-11, we should give Steve Buscemi the... <laughs> he was a firefighter during 9-11. He was a teenage firefighter, and he went back and fought... <laughs> I don't even know where you're going with this, so I am going to move on from this conversation. I'm just saying, Supreme Court Justice Steve Buscemi is less ridiculous (laughs) to me right now. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That I can understand. (laughs) But as we're talking about all this Roe and everybody's, you know, talking about what would happen if Roe were to be overturned or gutted um, and restrictions increase... We start thinking about the people that you deal with all the time that actually it doesn't matter that Roe is still in existence now because they already live in this kind of post-Roe gutting world. Yeah, yeah. So the, so the people we serve, you know, are, are folks that, that don't have the means. Don't, like, they don't have the means to access abortion because mm-hmm. um, abortion costs money and it's not covered by insurance. It's certainly not covered by Medicaid in Ohio. Um, and so if you can't... Uh, and with fewer and fewer clinics, uh, you have to travel f- much further, right? And then there are waiting periods. And uh, if fe- if people can't make it out of their community, like it doesn't matter if it's necessarily in like an hour away. If you don't yeah. have transportation out of your out of your community, if you don't have uh, somebody to watch your kid twice, because mm-hmm. most people who have abortions have children, right? Yeah. Um, if you don't have the uh, if you can't, if you're kind of later on, if you can't stay overnight mm-hmm. uh, in a place, like you don't have access. So uh, this is just going to the nearest city with an abortion clinic is just as far as going to New York. Yeah. And these are just as many hurdles. Uh, and so, you know, it is, you know, pulling that those, those funds together. It is a- arranging rides, trying to get somebody into the kind of deep in the uh, kind of rural part of um, Appalachian, Ohio kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, to, to pick somebody up, take them all the way to the nearest clinic. They can see them. Mm-hmm. Um, and Southeastern Ohio's never had an abortion clinic. No. No. So well, they've always had to go far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they essentially, if you like, if you live in Appalachian, Ohio, like it's been, mm-hmm. you know, 1971. Yeah. You know, Forever. <laughs> and I feel like West Virginia may have had more access. So West before. Virginia does actually cover medic like Medicaid yeah. cover abortions. But they only have one clinic. Mm-hmm. And so their clinic it's completely uh it just is full all the time. Yeah. Right. Um and then in addition, uh like I mean that's 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 difficult enough. And also West Virginia's trying to make that overturn that yeah and take that away from folks Mm -hmm. and it's yeah west virginia was always kind of the beacon of hope in this like five state area because it's got kind of that libertarian bent of 
don't screw with me and mm-hmm. I won't screw with you. Kind of like Montana also has very kind of liberal abortion laws. And for a state that you think of as very conservative, you wouldn't necessarily think that it would therefore have liberal abortion laws. And West yeah. Virginia is kind of that same way. I feel like, like West Virginia is a weird state because it's a state that has definitely been ravaged by the GOP in a way that like a lot of other states oh, yeah. haven't because they have such a high like coal presence. Mm-hmm. And I mean like the way that that was a lucrative business or a lucrative like field for people was like strong union presence. Yeah. So I think the GOP has done a lot of damage uh-huh. specifically in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, and I think it's really important, you know, Ohio, we haven't lost an entire city yet. No. We've yes. managed to hold on to Toledo. We've managed to hold on in Cincinnati and in Dayton so far. But even with then, we've lost half of the clinic. So Columbus used to have four. Cleveland used to have four. Mm-hmm. Akron used to have two. All of those, Toledo had two. Cincinnati had two. All of those cities have lost half of their abortion providers. So even with clinics still existing in an area, they can't handle all of the patient load. So yeah. people are having to travel. So people are having to travel and they're having to wait. And mm-hmm. the longer you have to wait to get an abortion, the more expensive it gets. And it's just, it's that compounding, the, those compounding issues. Mm-hmm. And so many times, especially the folks who are after 20 weeks, right? And who are affected by our 20-week ban, um, we then have to, uh, we have to send them into the East Coast. Mm-hmm. And like, and that happens so quickly, uh, if you think about it. Yeah. Um, it's not it's not a high percentage of folks, but these are the folks that are, uh, I mean, who have been trying to find somebody or trying to pull together the funds to do this, um, and they and they just haven't been able to. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or in issues of, like, health issues or fetal anomaly kind of thing. Yeah. So, um, but, I mean, those are, those are pretty, those are real high-need cases. So, like, thousands and thousands of dollars mm-hmm. um, and overnight accommodations and transportation there to and, and from and food when you're traveling yes. and child care and child care. Yeah. Who's mm-hmm. going to, who's going to watch the kids for that, those like four days that you're gone, mm-hmm. um, you know, and the, and kind of the complications involved in, I mean, sometimes people don't have, like, people don't have credit cards when you're in yeah. poverty. You oftentimes don't uh-huh. have credit. And it's you don't really hard to cards. travel without a credit card. It's <laughs> a nearly impossible to travel. Nearly impossible because you have to have a credit card when you um, when you show up at a hotel. Mm-hmm. You have to give them a credit card to, to you know have your room incidentals. And you have and, to be twenty one. And you have to be twenty one. Or to rent a car. Yeah. yeah, you have to rent a, to rent a car. You have to mm-hmm. have. Uh, not only do you have to have a credit card, if you don't have a credit card, you can technically put down your debit card, mm-hmm. which doesn't count as a credit card no. in most of these cases. And then beyond that, then they do a credit check. If you put down your credit card, if you mm-hmm. put down your yeah. debit card, you might have the money in there, mm-hmm. but then they do a credit check. And if you don't pass the credit check, you can't travel. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you have to have your friends and family do it for you. And if that doesn't work, cause none of your friends and family and, you know, meet those mm-hmm. qualifications, how do you travel, um, you know, or like plane travel, like yeah. traveling on, you know, you have to have baggage, you have to have like so many things. Yeah. And it, it's all of these compounding issues that make it so difficult to do that kind of practical support mm-hmm. part of our work. And we're having to do that more and more and more as waiting periods are getting longer, as um, more folks are, and let, let me, let's also like, as uh, contraceptive access gets less mm-hmm. as fewer people, as uh, more uh, of our, uh, you know, social safety nets are crumbling. Mm-hmm. More people need abortions. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> and so facts. Yeah. If you can't afford abortion, you sure as hell can't afford a child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the and our social safety nets are not certainly yeah, not not helping in mm-hmm. that case. You know. And yeah. so people are making these decisions because they have to, mm-hmm. right? And that's and Oh, it's just getting, it's getting harder. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I hadn't connected these two things in my head yet, but you know, by 2020, you're not going to be able to fly on an airplane out of any state without like the real ID, like super driver's license. Mm-hmm. Which is a nightmare if you're a married woman. Yeah. Or have changed your name at all. Yeah. So anybody who's changed their name has like a million extra hurdles and it's a much, so they're still going to offer like the basic driver's license. Like if you don't think you're ever going to fly on a plane and I'm going to guess that if I'm a poor person and I'm, you know, choosing between this $50 driver's license and this, I don't know how much it is, but a hundred dollar driver's license. And like the only difference is I can get on a plane with one. I'm not going to pick the one I can get on an airplane with. And it's about <laughs> the people that can't have it mailed to them. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you also don't have, have an address. The, yeah. you, if you don't have an address mm-hmm. and so many people we serve also don't have an address. That like was, they are that homeless. Was, that was the weird thing about moving to Ohio is like in South Carolina if I lose my license I can go on the, like the website for and and order it and it'll be mailed to my house that is not a thing here I or know. it means I guess maybe it will be now because you can't even like get your like I license mm-hmm. when you like are at the DBMV as you call it here <laughs> doesn't make sense I know I was like B okay in Michigan it's the Secretary of State's office it's even weirder uh-huh. all right <laughs> It's also uh, like yes. contracted out here yeah. to private companies. So. What? Oh, Why? you didn't know that? Because the Republicans oh. privatize everything. Yeah. Have you ah, not noticed? I did not know that. That's so dumb. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. These yeah. are private companies. Why mm-hmm. is South Carolina doing things better than Ohio? I don't understand. <laughs> oh, I also wanted to bring up uh, in the Midwest, there is less access than in the South, which I saw that mm-hmm. and I was surprised as somebody who was from the South. Um, South Carolina is not a big state. There's only three clinics there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's only three. I believe, yeah, I believe you're right. One mm-hmm. in each of the three major cities, so yeah. Charleston, Columbia, and Greenville. So it's weird to me that like three clinics is good. I mean, I guess because per capita, because mm-hmm. of the population, yeah. it's it's there's a better spread of of abortion clinics in the South compared to the Midwest. And I kind at of at least the coastal South, the yeah. the, the deep South. That's oh, a yeah. whole mm-hmm. other issue. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Um, why do you think that is? I mean. Is it is it because it's more of a hot button issue? Like, like Ohio is a swing state, and I'm gonna go to my grave saying that it is a swing state, uh, coming from the south. <laughs> um, so I think I think it has to do with like it's more of a hot button issue, and like like I don't think there was a single abortion bill passed when I was in college in South Carolina, not a single one. Mm-hmm. Um, so to come to Ohio, it was just like, why is this such an issue when it's not in South Carolina? <laughs> Well, it's an issue that they that they've so used to galvanize voters. Yeah, right? like and, yeah. and in the South, it's you a don't have to. it's a bit more. I get a it's a bit more of the kind of stay out of my business stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and here, it's you know, it's it's the it's kind of deep Bible mm-hmm. Belt kind of evangelical mega churches that are I mean mm-hmm. that are obviously growing in the South, but like oh, they're there. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. No, definitely. Um, but the I think it's just it's a different kind of evangelicism, and it's a it's a Honestly, like any of this stuff, it's about power, right? Yeah, it's yeah. about power and politics. I yeah. mean, the Republicans have a stranglehold on the South, so they didn't have to prove themselves in the South the way they did in Ohio and Indiana and Kentucky and all those mm-hmm. places. Like here, they had to use abortion as a way to galvanize voters to get them to move over to their side. So they had to do something to prove that where they stood on things, and that was pass ridiculous amounts of bills. So, yeah. So they're trying to turn the Midwest into the South and doing it in the weirdest way possible. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
And like, there, there's nothing. Or there's also something to say that like the South is more diverse. Oh yeah, and this is not. Oh, absolutely. That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and in Ohio, uh-huh. very much more diverse. And uh, you know, and and voters, people of color, voters aren't like they're not down with like no. regulating no. bodies. They're. Like, I mean, like, they're still very <laughs> much, <laughs> honest. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're still very much disenfranchised. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think. As a southerner, I have hope for the South that maybe it'll be the swing states of the future and I'll be getting out, out of Ohio and going back. I, I, I think you, I mean, you saw that in North Carolina and South mm-hmm. Carolina last time you're seeing it in Georgia. Georgia. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Mississippi's on track to be the first majority black state in the union. Woohoo. Yeah. Go Mississippi, Ooh. go. Yeah. So on elections, there's a special one coming up in Ohio on August 7th. I mean, I, I think all, like, all elections <laughs> are special in my heart. <laughs> You don't want to pick favorites. No. I, I, I think you should vote in all of them. Yes, you should vote in all of them. But like occasionally one springs up on random days, and um, this is one of them. I, okay, so all, uh, the elections in Ohio are always in May, August, and Jan- November, right? <laughs> May is You're a Republican. Yes, I hit up in January. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, in presidential years, we're a March primary state. Okay. So in all the presidential years, our primaries in March, but in the non-presidential, yes, it's in May, and then the specials are in August, and then the um, general is in November. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's a way to do municipal ones are even weirder. Yeah, I, think I feel there's, like there's like a secondary municipal special that can happen in the spring too at some point, but those are like really random special occasions. Those are extra special elections, I guess. I'll give you a gold star if you vote in those. Because I don't know when they happen. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, so in Ohio's 12th Congressional District, we've talked about it before. Which is not mine, but it is yours, yes. Mine. Not mine either. (laughs) Yeah, you've got the fabulous Joyce Beatty. You can Mm. just sit there and be happy. Stephanie are in the same district for some reason. Gerrymandering. No, actually, I had to look this up because my mother called me the other day and she was seeing O'Connor sign and she's like, I feel like I stay pretty up to date, but I don't know what the heck that is. Like, And I was like, I'm pretty sure you're in the 15th, the Stivers district, but let me check if you're saying you're seeing O'Connor signs like on the street that leads to your street. And it's actually, so there's a neighborhood right by, um, in, in Columbus, and there's a railroad track that runs straight through it. And the railroad track is a congressional boundary. <laughs> so it splits this neighborhood in half. Not even just like in general, but like this neighborhood is split in half into two different congressional districts. So tell me how that's like keeping people together. But whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we we divulge into purposes at all. Yeah. No. So Danny O'Connor is the Democrat running. He's endorsed by Narol in Planned Parenthood. He's fabulous. He's amazing. Troy Ballerson is the Republican running. He is the Troy exact Balderson opposite say, of that. That sounds like a fake name you would come up for a fraternity member. <laughs> Like that just doesn't he sound like a real like a fraternity bro. He, I'm sure he was, I'm but like sure the name, specifically the name Troy Balderson. It's like, oh yeah, one of our founders, Troy Balderson. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah, so he's he's bad and yucky. O'Connor is fabulous and wonderful. Um, and actually, this week, week, I this week he tweets. <laughs> yes, exactly. I was I was combining week and tweet. He tweeted out, um, today I am standing with NARAL and committing to support legislation that will make abortion available in all 50 states if the Senate confirms any Supreme Court justice who will end Roe versus Wade, criminalize abortion, and abolish the Affordable Care Act. 
He said abortion twi- <laughs> twice in that tweet. Yes. He's uh, fabulous. So if you are in the 12th Congressional District, we'll put a link in the show notes on how to find out what district you're in. It's just a tiny little, like, triangular chunk of Franklin County. It includes some of, some of Clintonville. Oh, okay. <laughs> some of Clintonville is also in the 15th, weirdly. Um, so some of Clintonville, some of... Westerville, some Worthington and Dublin, and then up into the surrounding counties. Actually, it goes all the way out to like towards Zanesville. Mm-hmm. It's a very weird, odd <laughs> congressional district. So, um, yeah, it actually, the, when you look at how much space, Franklin County is a small chunk of the actual congressional district. So, I've been to Zanesville. It's a bit different than Clintonville. <laughs> just, just, just a titch. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, it's where um, activist mommy used to live, but she doesn't Now she's anymore. in the Carolinas. Yeah. Get out of my state. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, if you are in the 12th Congressional District, August 7th is election day. Early voting has already started. If you're in Franklin County, it's just the normal early vote location on Morris Road. Um, and you need to go out and vote and vote for O'Connor because I really do think that this is going to kind of set the tone. And this is, and they'll have to re-vote in November for him again, right? Yeah, so this is just for the it's rest for of this term. So yeah, he'll be, you know, after election day, after they certify, he will be the, whoever wins will be the congressman from this district until the end of the year. Danny O'Connor and Troy Balderson will face off again in November to keep the street from January on. Again, silly election laws that require a special election and a regular election within a couple months of each other. So, yeah. So, um, Danny O'Connor's fabulous. Vote for him. Go out and canvas for him. Do fabulous things. A good Irish name. Yes, it is. But he's also Franklin County recorder or something like that now, too. So, he's awesome. So, yay. Kelly Freeman, what do you have coming up? Ah, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) All the things. All the things. Where are you going tonight? Oh, tonight I'm going to to Toledo to a secret party that no one else is invited to. And by that, I mean, if you're you're listening to this podcast, it's too late for you anyway. Ha ha, nerd. (laughs) (laughs) But just to celebrate that we managed to keep um, Capital Care open. So we're going to go to Toledo, hang out with a bunch of awesome people who did some awesome work over the last five years. Yeah. I don't know what else I have coming up. I don't think I have anything planned. I'm just waiting to get my volunteer canvas off the ground. So if you're interested in canvassing, that's happening soon. And then we have secret plans that no one knows about yet. That is also in the works. (laughs) Lots of things are in the works. I feel like next week we'll have a nice long list of things. I'm sure. (laughs) On Monday, actually in Cleveland, um, at the regional office for Attorney General and Gubernatorial Candidate Mike DeWine, there is a Save Our Healthcare rally. Our fabulous Hannah is going to speak at that. That, talking about how bad um, Attorney General DeWine is, how bad Kavanaugh is on overturning the ACA and all the repro health stuff as well. I've heard there's whispers of that happening here in Columbus. There soon. might be one, yeah. So check, keep your eyes out for one maybe happening in Columbus too. Can we protest his campaign office? We can talk about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just on the street from our office. I drive I by know, it every day. I know. Um, and it looks poorly done. It's clearly like amateur hand-drawn nonsense. They're looking all grassroots, but they're not. We know. That we know. We know. Um, and then also um, just coming up, August 21st is the next Stand Up for Choice yes. um, at Ace of Cups. And that, that has been a fitting photo. Foco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so all yeah. Much, but us and then all of our friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And actually, Together. if you are listening on this Thursday, July 26th, Stephanie, where are you going tonight? Because tonight's busy. Yeah, tonight's uh, tonight. I'm going to Growl in Columbus, 
and it's the Reproductive Health Happy Hour to benefit Root, our friends at Root, the Reproductive Justice uh, Organization in Colum- in Columbus. So hey, yeah, Jay, I felt ambushed when you asked. I was like, I don't know, what am I doing? <laughs> Where am I going? And there's so many things. Usually, so I know, but I was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right so that's pretty much all we got this week so but seriously that's stay tuned right? yeah, that was stay tuned we'll there's have so many things happening things. in august yes so <sighs> it'll be a busy busy crazy month so i'm gonna die that we need <laughs> we need as many people yep. hands on deck kind yep. of thing cool yeah Oof. well we'll see everybody next week bye